for those who feel the need to know, my legs need to be shaved, but I haven't really gotten into that summer routine yet of keeping the puppies nice and smooth. So, I mean, they stay pretty soft, soft, uh, soft thin leg hair, but anyway. So last week we were out of town in Cali visiting part of Nick's family and it was a long weekend so we took advantage of that and we had like a flight credit from a trip last year that we had to cancel so we were like sweet super cheap like the flights to LA it was for Allegiant so Allegiant's cheap the flights to LA are really cheap right now and we had this flight credit so it was like sweet um but where they really get you is Allegiant then charges for like literally everything um, which is why it's so cheap. So we just went with backpacks as a personal care, as a personal item, no, not even carry on because that cost. And then I was so excited. I was like, I am downloading all of my episodes and I'm going to watch my show on the flight and have a cup of coffee because it's a morning flight and get like the free snack because I don't know what airline we went, but when we went to Mexico a couple months ago with his family that's how it went down so i was looking forward to this little did i know i should have known that because everything costs on the allegiant flights i couldn't even have water for free so let alone coffee and a snack so that dream quickly went out the door but we still still got our episodes in so that's good but to really rev up the excitement when we got there i decided oh i'm just gonna get my eyebrows done which seems silly because that's like a normal maybe appointment or thing you would do at home but I don't really do it often if I do anything I just get them like shaped um and you know when you're home you're like working and busy and so I don't really make a lot of time for appointments like that so because we were out of town and I had the time I was like yeah these brows could use some love and so we looked up some places there was a highly rated place close by in the mall near his grandma's house so we went over there because i had read on their website that they were having this steal of a deal um where you could get your eyebrows threaded tinted and laminated for only 49 dollars. and i was like sheesh you're kidding me i can't miss this and i've never gotten them laminated i've never gotten them tinted so two of the three things were brand new experiences but i figured why not what do i have to lose um so we go over there and I get in the chair and the clock is a ticking away. So this slowly turned into like almost an hour and a half appointment and freaking Jim, his grandma's boyfriend was waiting on us for dinner. So that was a whole thing. But I was strapped back to the seat with brown bars on my forehead because of the paste stuff they used to... <laughs> color your tint your brows so shoddy wasn't going anywhere anytime soon and um we get through everything the shape and everything's looking snatched but i look in the mirror and i'm like holy crap they're super dark and very shiny because the product that they use for the lamination is like it hardens and it's like shiny and you can't apparently wash your face or get in the shower um, for 24 hours so that wasn't told to me um, and then secondly 
I go up to pay and she's like, that'll be $79. And of course I'm going to tip. So I'm like, oh, I read online that you were having like a $49 deal for these three. She's like, oh, that's like the big promotion for only, is it two? Was it two of the it was like threading and laminating. services? Yeah, for threading and laminating. And then the fine print, you could do all three for 79 Interesting. So I need to work on my fine print reading apparently but what are you gonna do you're standing here and like the service has already been provided like what am i gonna say sorry i can't afford it so gave her my card and just bit the bullet um and <laughs> i was cracking up the whole night because i looked ridiculous like we went out to dinner and <laughs> they were so dark and i had no other makeup on and like they looked really good but just really dark for how i normally wear them and like they lighten over time one two they lighten when you like wash them and then look more natural but i couldn't wash them yet and so i had scheduled and paid to drop into a crossfit gym while there the next morning so i look nuts because i roll out of bed i get myself ready and i go to the gym and not that these people know what i obviously they've never seen me so they don't know what I usually look like so they might just think she wears her brows like that but then I'm like dang that's embarrassing that they think I wear my brows like this because my brows looking intense and I especially had nothing on my face because I had just woken up so there's like a picture of me standing in front of the gym shout out Torrance Training Lab they're a good gym um being like ooh, pointing to the sign excited I got to come drop it in my all you can see brows it's just like Torrance Training Lab brows so yeah we had some good experiences while we were there but um they've calmed down now so yeah it was a overall 10 out of 10 experience i just now know i need to do it when i uh have the day off the next day or just want to stink from not showering so and now it's time for a 10 out of 10 transition into what we're really going to be talking about today which is justice sure i mean a version of it so we're going to be getting into not not overall, but sort of a specific vein of justice. And Brooklyn, would you like to describe that for us? Yes. So we'll be talking about justice and fairness in relation to hard situations and conflicts that we walk through in our lives and how sometimes things don't end fairly. And that's a really hard thing to accept or be okay doing nothing about and how do we like navigate that personally i'm someone who oh my gosh i i don't love conflict i'm not seeking it but well yeah there's there's certain people out there who just are really aggressive and like enjoy the feeling of like being in conflict and that's not me i like i like arguing because i like kind of testing my wit in that way but aside from the point um i'm sort of in conflict situations a lot of the time or when i feel like something's unfair i always want to write that or to just do something almost to get even which is kind of the human nature side of me but something that i've learned recently and something that brooklyn's actually been putting into practice that i admire is the ability to be screwed over to have justice just seemingly not done in a situation in the moment and to be able to have the respect and love for the other person, the other party to not 
combat it, combat. What am I saying? To not come at them and be aggressive and try to say something to hurt them or sort of bring them down a notch, but to have the humility or to match their level. Exactly. Not, not stooping to their level. That's kind of the whole thing. It's, it's really tough for me. I love to respond. I always want to like be understood and for there to be reconciliation, but sometimes that's not a productive thing. And sometimes that's not worth it genuinely. And in conflict, that's a tough thing because obviously a lot of the time, even a desire as simple as just wanting to be heard. If you're not able to be heard, then how do we reconcile that? If we feel like injustice has been committed against us, then, and we're not going to do anything about it. How is that fair? Or just, are we always supposed to speak up? Is it always the right thing to be vocal and to try and rectify the situation on your own? And I think that it's kind of a gray area. It's, it's a tough topic to approach because we serve a God who says, you know, cast all your anxieties upon me. I care for you. I'm looking out for you. So does that mean that we're supposed to be pacifists or does it mean that we're supposed to be loving and respectful in the way that Jesus was, but also just having discernment? Right. I was actually the word discernment. Um, I was thinking about, and then you said it yesterday I was reading in Proverbs and it was talking about wisdom and knowledge and how those can be like such powerful tools basically like i'm watering down like the meaning of what i was reading but um something in that was just the gift of discernment and understanding how you should respond in a certain situation or context but that overall being faithful to god and loving to in loving him and loving others is most important and god will cover the rest and i think that's where i trip up is in my head i like know that but my body wants nothing more in those moments than to like defend myself and i have had to train myself to have self-control and hold my tongue and to see the situation to to take almost this split second as it's happening in real time to like zoom out of the situation and say okay what do you really want from this what's the end goal and honestly a lot of times it ends up being not saying anything for me because typically um that only fuels the fire and Typically, in those situations, the best way I can love the other person is usually to just completely listen, allow them to finish, whether they're heated or really upset or whatever, and then to just gently and kindly respond, which sometimes makes them even more upset because, like Nick was referring to, some people really like to get into it. Um, but I think what's important about that is you then get to walk away and go, I am really grateful that I don't have regrets for something that I said and how I treated this person um, and that I was able to take the moment to have a step back and go, okay, it's not worth the battle if it can't be productive. And I think that's specifically what I'm speaking to here. Situations where it has been 
revealed that one party in the situation is not able to have the maturity to to have a productive conversation and reach an understanding with the other people involved because a lot of times in our personal lives like with you with my close friends and whatever like you're gonna have it out and not I don't mean like have it out like it's always intense but there's more of a comfortability or even just a willingness to work through the difficult things because you love each other and because that relationship is worth it but I think I'm speaking more so to situations where it's maybe a boss or somebody that it's that you don't necessarily have a personal tie to um however it's still important to like treat with respect but that there has been at some point the realization that okay um i am seeing that we're not going to be able to have a productive conversation where we both mutually want to understand each other because somebody is too upset maybe or having too much of an emotional response and then speaking to how we specifically can respond in those situations um and this isn't out of thin air this is like yeah like nick referred to i've walked through some very like specific instances of this um in jobs and different things in my life and in the last couple years i really feel like god has grown me in this area there's been a lot of humility but i also think the security that i in the last couple years have really the security that i have found in christ and that i've been assured of has led me to being able to do so because when there's security in that i don't have to prove myself um because i don't my call is not to people it's to god and unfortunately that means that well i think no matter what there's always it always means that there's going to be somebody or something that isn't happy with you or um the situations come up no matter what but i have been able to reach a point of saying okay god i don't have to prove myself here and i get to have this response instead and i mean i'm still human so I experience all the emotions of that being very unfair a lot of times. Um, But I think I have had to grow to a point of acceptance for the reward in a way, quote unquote reward, being the self-control and being able to hold my tongue and still show kindness and respect and um instead of finding reward in the ways that i think i usually would want it which is reaching a satisfying understanding with the other person making sure i know that we're on the same page knowing that they're not upset with me um i could go on and on just having justice whether that's in the form of that person getting punished or like that sounds bad but that's just the truth and i have had to really and still will be i'm sure in the future walk through figuring out like how to let go of that and it just can't always be up to me and no matter how I respond sometimes the response I'm looking for from the other person is not guaranteed Um, and sometimes we have to accept situations without closure 
which is a whole nother beast. But I think now, since having a couple of those instances in my life, I'm now like, okay, God, show me how I can trust that you cover my reputation and that you cover my character in this. Because when you're dealing with somebody who is emotionally sporadic like that, it feels horrible to walk away and not know um, what they might say about you or whatever, even if you responded well. So I don't know. That's kind of like an all over type of thing, but I just covered like a lot there. Something interesting, even just kind of at the root of this, um, something I've observed in myself and just, I guess maybe this is generally a human experience is that we think we deserve justice and fairness Mm -hmm. but we also have our own ideas of what that looks like and so something that's really challenging in wanting to live by the bible and live in a christ-like manner is starting to understand that you know there's not always going to be fairness and justice in the way that i think there should be and not losing sight Um, And not looking at that and thinking, oh, so that means just like nothing's fair and there is no justice because that's not true. Um, God is definitely working in and through situations, um, no matter how bad, no matter how ugly it gets, there's always something that he's doing and kind of an interesting observation that I was thinking of as Brooklyn was talking is in some interactions where you know, there's intense conflict or, um, someone it's very, it's feeling very one-sided that you're being wronged. Uh, I was thinking about Jesus and his crucifixion. And it's so interesting that someone that Jesus was embodying everything that he was, and he had all these traits that made him God. And yet all the religious leaders of that time and the people who wanted him crucified hated him for all those things because that's not what they wanted him to be. That's not what they wanted their savior to look like. And this is kind of a a strange way to make an analogy, but in conflict with people, sometimes they will get even more upset and angry with you if you don't respond how they want you to. And the easiest way to do that is someone who's really aggressive, someone who's saying really mean and degrading things. They want you to say something back because they want to be angry with you. And so when you think about um, Jesus saying, turn the other cheek, there really is an important reason why you do that. It's a practical reason. And that's that if you don't give someone a reason to be upset with you or angry with you in a conversation, then that takes away all the fuel for the fire that's burning in them. That's not to say that that'll fix everything and they'll like come down to reason. (laughs) But if you sort of what Brooklyn was saying, like you don't want to have regrets leaving those tough conversations. You don't want to walk away from that going, oh shoot, you know, I said something that was trying to, you know, defend myself and it came across inflammatory or I said something to get back at them. And then it all spiraled out of control. Um, Even in tough conversations that we've had with people, you know, one of the worst things that you can do is say something that is going to just make the other person flame out even more. Mm -hmm. So 
having oh and just quickly to interject and even if it feels good in the moment or does what you want in the moment i personally when i've done that i have like instantly or down the line regretted it to some form form or been like disappointed in myself for doing that like it's just that whole idea of short term it felt good but long term that really is not who i want to be whereas when it's really difficult but i choose to bite my tongue and just listen and not say anything and not fuel the fire in the moment that feels really crappy to just take what somebody else is dumping on you um but in the long term i get to go back and say oh thank you god for giving me the self-control because like the the plate is clean my hands are clean and i don't know if that sounds kind of weird i'm not trying to make that sound like a look at me my hands are clean but it is just one less yeah i don't even know where i'm going with that just like you don't want to feel guilty yeah but like i also am not promoting that that doesn't happen because like we're imperfect Mm -hmm. and i do say things i don't mean and I do misstep and I don't always have self-control because I emotionally react too. So I I guess I want to be careful with using the word guilt too much because I don't believe in a God that guilts people. I think as humans, we experience that feeling, but I guess I would say when I do bite back, I walk away and I go, wow, I have deep conviction because I know that was wrong and I'm not called to do that as somebody who is representing christ that would be the root of that i guess that'd be a better way of explaining it i think conviction and guilt are very different things mm-hmm. conviction aligns you back to how christ is teaching you to live and guilt is not from him guilt brings shame and only only feelings that are to make us feel worse or put us in the dark but god pulls out truth and light and ultimately brings reconciliation to our lives in those situations that that make us feel free and and do liberate us so i just want to make that distinction that's good (laughs) and we're back with your favorite part of the show yeah we missed it in the last episode so we're back with sponsor time that's right i don't even know (laughs) shout out time (laughs) so our very special sponsor unofficial um this week is a big shout out to bandos Woo woo! now bandos if you haven't heard of it was started by lexi bando who is a former collegiate basketball player i heard she was pretty decent or something you know oh yeah just some light work for the u of o yeah so she's pretty decent (laughs) at basketball but she's also really good at finding cool clothes so she opened up this boutique shop on fifth street in eugene oregon and yeah fifth street alley and she's got some really cool stuff there she's got like shirts and shackets i didn't even know what a shacket was until i went in there but now (laughs) i do and boots that's true hey hey uh, oh i didn't even plan that (laughs) (laughs) so if you want to get a little razzle dazzle in that wardrobe if you want people to look at you and go (gasps) um or if you just want to chat with lexi she's a nice gal then head on over to bandos you know drop some bands at bandos that's right yes we love you lexi you have a very cute shop go check it out all right back to the episode another thing sort of in that vein 
that's really tough to do well is to acknowledge that hurt people hurt people and I don't know that I've ever been able to successfully do this but if you can it is so great and that's when you're in conflict or someone's upset someone's angry is to just try and understand where are they coming from like taking taking a second to think outside of yourself which is hard to do because if someone's hurting you or hurting your feelings it's hard to be considerate no matter what but if you can take a second and think what why are they responding this way why are they feeling this way what is going on inside of their head inside of their feelings their emotions that can do a lot of good for you if you can tend to someone else's needs in a contentious conversation and that's allows you to give grace exactly if you can have grace for the other person and also kind of redirect like if someone's just spouting off there's a really good chance that they're just responding 150 percent out of emotion and that it's not necessarily something they've thought about not logical not really how they feel but they're just feeling very strongly one way and if you can kind of take a second to think about them and care for them and redirect the conversation that can do so many good things but it could still spiral out of control they could respond poorly whatever but that is a really good thing that if you can at least even think that way it'll help you to respond appropriately and i think that discernment is a huge part of this in knowing the right way to talk to people and the right way to approach responding in those situations mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's tough we we want fairness we want justice and a lot of the time that's not how we want it to look and a lot of the time we don't really get to see that because sometimes right. god is working in a situation or working in the other person in ways that you won't even see for a really long time or or the thing that felt really unfair to you actually it's it's teaching like it's it's building your character and you're learning something from it maybe not even knowing that mm -hmm. you know because like i was mentioning like these situations that i've walked through have given me the opportunity to put into practice humility and to put into practice self-control because it's so funny a lot of my grandpa told me like a long time ago brooklyn if you pray for patience god doesn't just like He's not going to just necessarily make you patient. He's going to put a lot of opportunities in front of you to be patient because you have a choice in that. And and those are those moments where you get to say, okay, am I going to choose who I'm wanting who I'm wanting to become as a as a daughter of Christ, or am I going to choose the lesser of the two? I guess whatever. But I was having another thought, like in the vein of what you were saying. Um, a little bit. Let me grab my thoughts here again because I got redirected. You were talking about hurt people hurt people and I have a couple things to say. One is I think there's something to be said about not only people's past experiences and what's currently going on in their life but just even the generational habits and brokenness that we all come from and that might sound like a reach or like really big picture but i think more than we know 
the way we operate in our families and the way we operate in our households play a huge role in how we handle these situations. Um, And I have continued to try and just reflect on how did I do things growing up? How did my parents do things? How did I see my family do things? What about that didn't feel good as a kid? And what about that do I want to change? What about that was really good and I want to hold on to and be that and emulate that? Um, and so in the same vein of flipping that and going, okay, this other person might be walking through something or this other person might have walked through something and hasn't worked through that or hasn't detached, hasn't decided that they can be different than what they experienced growing up or whatever. And I know that might not be fully connected and this might be a little bit of a tangent separately, but I do just want to speak to like, we don't have to put on the identity of the brokenness in our lives. Like, I don't know if I worded that right. We don't have to take on the identity of the broken things that happened in our lives into us growing up or in the past like those don't have to define us moving forward and we get to make a choice to say no to those things I think and separate from them and that's easier said than done but I think um, God covers that and he hears all our requests and he answers those requests Yeah, but I just think there's something to be said about not going, well, this is how my parents treated me, so that's just the way I do things. That's just who I am. Almost sometimes as an excuse to do things poorly and as an excuse to justify what you know you should not be doing or saying. Well, that's what I experienced. That's what I got handed, so that's what you get now. Um, is a really odd mentality to me, but also something that I think is very normal. And instead wanting to go, what are those things? And no, that doesn't have to define who I am or who I'm becoming. I can be different and set the tone for a fruitful and thriving family in the future for us rather than taking on maybe the crap that you and I had into our future family or whatever if that makes sense and not justifying our brokenness and who we are by saying well this is what I've been dealt but instead going no I am ugly like I do sin I am very imperfect and what can I do to to change that and to be better and not making excuses for myself but being held accountable to it instead so I just wanted to speak to that a little bit too. But I don't think I have much more to say because I think that kind of sums up the hardiness of that specific vein of justice and like fairness stuff. Well, I don't really have anything else to add, but thank you guys for joining us and we will see you next time. Bye.